and welcome to the Mouthpiece Wrestling Podcast. Once again with your boy Derry Lips and my man Gio. Hey man. I would like to start off with a big announcement. Um in two weeks I'll be I'll be doing the podcast live from where it happened a few months ago. That's right. We'll be back in the hotel lobby. Hey, I can't <laughs> wait. <laughs> We're back in I the... Like, I was like, do I go on a vacation? And I was like, you know what? Nah, fuck it. I'll do it at the hotel <laughs> again. Exactly. Bring it back. Bring it back. <laughs> I can't wait. Um... Okay, we're back on normal service. We were, I want to just say thank you to everyone that um, came on or provided some content over like the hundredth episode and stuff. Went down really well. Um, I thought it was. It, we had a great time. Great guests. Um, obviously, big shout out to all the cameos and stuff that Geo arranged and and all the little interludes and the Chris Statlander interview. It was uh, a hell of a lot of fun. But we're back to normal service. And what a yeah. Yeah, it's been a great week. And I think this is going to shock some people because, you know, me and Gio have been quite critical, which I think we need to do on a podcast. But I will say I think AEW's All Out is the best pay-per-view they have done and the best I've watched for a very, very long time. And then for once, I feel like it might have been worth the fucking $50 that you got to plug out for. 100%. Um, they didn't, they debuted a lot of people. They didn't make it feel like overkill. I felt like their production on the promos and stuff has definitely taken a step forward, so my, you know? My only issue with all these people that they're hiring right now is that by hiring these new people, they're pushing back the other people that are on the roster. Yeah, their we, first like round of contracts and stuff will be interesting to see, you know? Unless that's what their plan is. Hire a lot and then weed out others. But MJ should be doing more than just feuding with Chris Jericho. He should be TNT champion the least. Yeah. He is a... He's got... He's got... The look. He's got the heat. Like, he's good on the mic. I just... I, 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 I get it. Rusev. They, they want to show that they can treat Rusev better than WWE, but you're fucking over these dudes like Jungle Boy. You're you're screwing over MJF. There are people that should be doing more, but now you're not going to see more. You're going to see less of them because they're hiring more people to put on their show, mm. and these people get regulated back down to that B show or the the, the dark show. Yeah. Which is, you know, Malachi Black wasn't on it. You know, Andrade just had a, a backstage segment. Like, you know, they're meant to go there to have, like, changed their careers and stuff, so. They've done to their, their, their first big signing, Moxley. All he's doing now is just fighting random dudes that want to just appear. Yeah. Which is cool. I, I, yeah, I, I get it, but yeah, it, it, it'll be interesting, their first round of contracts, like, because like Tony Carter said that they're not going to stop and there's plenty of people out on the market that could do a job. It's just weeding out, you know, obviously, you know, Adam Page is taking some time off and that'll be an interesting one. I don't know if Adam Page might be the first one to this explore. Is credit for all these people that have left them to go to other places. 
WWE hasn't burned that bridge with them. They yeah. haven't bent them. They haven't talked shit on them. You know why? Because down the line when these contracts are up, they gotta they can just come right back. Yeah, and it'd be sensible for WWE to not burn those bridges, you know, like because who knows what the future holds. If like a lot of this, like for me, like where it is at the minute, is is the internet wrestling community again. Like the community make this more of a thing than it needs to be. Like for me as a wrestling fan right now, I'm really enjoying SmackDown. I, as I say, I am going to watch a bit more AEW after what I've seen the last couple of weeks. I'm not going to lie. Like it's got my interest, but I can like both and you can like both. And it feels like they want it to be the Monday Night Wars again when I don't feel like any wrestling company does. It doesn't feel like that. AEW want to try something new. They, they have, you know, all these other dudes making debuts. You know, they, yeah. you know, I, I don't know. Right. It doesn't have to be as toxic as, you know, like I've seen on Twitter, people say that, you know, I said I've enjoy- I'm enjoying SmackDown and AEW right now. Like, that's probably my top two. Raw sucks. But the, the comments, guess, like, you can't I, like both. Like, well, I can't. <laughs> my only thing is, is, unless they go to two, unless, you know, they try to go to two hours with Dynamite, you're going to see less of the of other people because they're bringing in these other people. And let's say you get six, seven matches. Those six, seven matches are now given to... A Rusev, a, a Rusev, uh, a CM Punk, a Daniel Bryan, and Adam Cole. That's four out of the seven matches right there. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Jericho, a Cody, you, you, you name it. That's your seven matches right there. You're going to miss out on a, a Jungle Boy, or you're going to miss out on an MJF, or you're going to miss out on the Lucha Brothers. Who, you know, like, it sucks. Yeah. Like you're, they're oversaturating. Yeah, totally, totally. They did yeah. Brian Cage. They they tried to tell Brian Cage like he was going to be a big signing for them, and they did nothing. Yeah, Lance Archer's like kind of another one. Like it's not been the greatest. Adam Page was sort of hot, and now he's kind. of... I know he wants time off because he's just become a dad. I get that, and I'm glad that they're giving it to him and so forth. But you know, these are guys that were non-WWE guys that you could elevate a bit, you know? Um, but we'll see. I mean, it's... Yeah, it, it roster is stacked, but is that always a good thing? Yeah, we see what happened with WWE. They stacked their roster, and now they're in a bit of the mess they are. I mean, Raw last night, which we'll get to in a bit, was... Uh, it's just... It's hard. Problem I, I find for Raw is, like, I, I thought the Tag Team Turbo match was good. I, I enjoyed it, but... I'm critical of it because like Raw has been in such a bad place. And that's the problem is I'm quite overly critical that it's going to take something real special but, to get my interest back in. You know? some, it's what's called the SummerSlam slump, which is after SummerSlam, they, 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 they can't build, they, they've built this, unless they stop doing what they do with Survivor Series, they've built it so that they, they're, they're stuck having to try to build storylines around another show that's interbranded. Yeah. They, they can't start Brock Lesnar Roman yet because you need your champion for Survivor Series. Yeah. You know? And you I, I still feel that a, a big draft is coming. I think they're just like, I feel like this Lashley-Orton thing is just to keep busy until they draft because, you know, SmackDown is stacked. 
Like if I was USA Network, I would be asking serious questions because SmackDown is stacked and it seems right. to be getting. They got oh. Becky Lynch, they got Brock Lesnar, they got Finn, they get they've already got Roman, they got Seth. You know, that is it's stacked over there. You know, whereas what's Raw got? Like Lashley has been cool, but seeing that he's the, the filler is to fight Randy Orton, who's already tag champ, you know? Like, and then underneath what they got, Sheamus, Priest, McIntyre, it's not as stacked as SmackDown is. Like, it, 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 it at least makes sense, though, because it's going back to this Randy Orton, Miz, Drew McIntyre, Bobby Lashley foursome that's been going on. Yeah. And it makes sense that that's who they would choose as the next guy for Lashley, because the, the top four people this whole year have been Drew McIntyre, Bobby Lashley, The Miz, and Randy Orton. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So, yeah, it's an interesting place. But um, we'll start with All Out. We may as well go through it. Um, it started, obviously, there was the, the buy-in, which was the Hardy family office against Orange Cassidy, Wheeler, Chuck, and Jurassic Express. I'm not hot on this Hardy family thing. No. You know, it, but it, it's literally, it's a pre-show and it take a bunch of popular wrestlers, put them in a ring with a bunch of unpopular ones, have them fly around, do some cool spots. Just, it was fun, quick spectacle. Uh, but yeah, I'm not, um, yeah, I'm not, I'm not really, I'm not really into the whole Fat Hardy thing uh, myself. But then it opened with Miro versus Eddie Kingston. I love this. I enjoyed this. Um, I, two big guys hitting each other hard. There was a bit of story in there. Um, set up the neck of the DDT, which obviously they've been building up and gave him a really good near fall from Miro. And, and this is what the Miro was supposed to join originally for me. Um, it was a great way to start. Uh, good choice of opener. And I really got into it. I, I did. I, I thought Miro and Eddie Kingston put on a hell of a show. The ref stuff at the end with the sneaky low blow. Man, I was booing that ref. I'm like, come on, bro. <laughs> but yeah, because I got into it. And I have to say, it was a, it was a good way to start. Um, and I like him, what they're doing with Miro. And Eddie Kingston's a very safe pair of hands. <laughs> For me, that those two, though, I think will always be sort of top of the mid card. I can't see them so, pushing their way to the top myself. So, A, who is this ref? And B, what are they going to do with this? Yeah. Yeah, there's got to be some fallout because that was, you know, yeah, it was good, but it was good. Um, Miro looking good. Looking like the Miro that I'd hoped that they'd signed, you know, instead of the break my Xbox, I'm going to mess you up kind of guy. <laughs> uh, then Moxley took on Kojima. Uh, again, it was fun. Uh, credible opponent for Moxley. Um, I, I like the relationship that they've got with New Japan and like the Moxley thing. I think it's quite good. Um, and then, of course, the big one. It was uh, one I wasn't. Uh, Suzuki appeared. Minoru Suzuki is here. Um, very cool. It's a very cool spot. Um, I like it. I think the only if I'm playing devil's advocate, I think that the match could have used a bit of better build. It was just on the card. There wasn't really much build, was it? Like, and Kojima's like somebody. If you know your New Japan stuff, like he's he's not a slouch. Do you know what I mean? Like. I would also like to add in that's the new Deathmatch champion, John Boxley. New Deathmatch champion. Who, who dethroned 
Zack Ryder. Boo. Now going to be challenging Nate fucking Gage. Moxley Gage is going to be disgusting. I'm fucking scared to see this match. Can you imagine those two let loose in a death match? Like, oh, bruh. But do you think this is what, like, uh, Daniel Bryan thing that Moxley's doing? Like, just go and have, like, his, his own personal sort of dream matches? You think that what Moxley is just going to be yeah. now? That guy that's going to go and kick open that door? You know, because he's kind of got the personality for it. Got the personality to have, be that guy that just kicks open that forbidden door, as they keep mentioning. Um, but, yeah, it was a really good match. Uh, it was. It was a good match. Um, and it was good to see uh, Suzuki there. So that'd be a good, fun one as well. Um, and then, of course, last week's Geo interview, Chris Statlander, uh, eighteen and O, taking on uh, Britt Baker. Um, see, it was a good match. Uh, but why? Yeah, they didn't. Why fucking? I, I, I don't understand this Britt Baker obsession. Well, I think it's just going to be. It's going to Thunder Rosa, isn't it? And that's all that matters. And I just feel, though, like, yes, okay, Statlander was a credible, but 18 and 0 feels like they wasted it. I don't know. You don't think it's just leading to Baker Rosa, too? After that battle royal? I don't know. I don't know if they put the title on it. They put all their eggs into the Britt Baker basket. They just talked her husband into joining, which we'll get to, obviously, I'm sure, in every. Um, don't know. I just feel a bit sorry for Statlander because she's been amazing. Like an 18 and 0. And then this is what worries me. So they've done that. She was a credible opponent and she did really well. And then now they've got, obviously, after the Battle Royal, I just feel like it's all it's leading to is Baker Rosa. So are these people getting hurt on Baker's way to that is all. Um, yeah, it'd be interesting. Interesting. But it was a great match. Statlander is really, really good. Like, she's really good. Put up a hell of a fight, um, I have to say. Hell of a fight. Uh, then there was the Andrade backstage, which, you know, hyped up their match for Pack on Rampage. Uh, I don't know. The Andrade thing worries me. Like, he's not really set the world alight, has he? And I wonder if that's just how he's been booked. Like, Andrade Pack is a, is a big match, and just on Rampage? Don't know. Don't know. Feels a bit, feels a bit under. Then, of course, I think... Um, match of the night for me. I'm going to say it, and I don't like the Young Bucks at all. I don't. I don't get it. Uh, but them and the Lucha Bros, it was completely show stealing, and it was a heck of a match. I had a feeling Lucha Bros were winning the minute they got wrapped down in the ring. Yeah, I I was worried before. I'm glad that they did it. They had to end the Bucks reign. They did have to do. Um, I know everyone loves the Bucks, but they did have to. They did have to have them titles gone. And I think it's perfect for, uh, for Lucha Bros. 100%. I think it's great for them. It's a throwback to the first all out where they fought in the ladder match. Mm. Yeah, yeah. I think it was, uh, it was awesome. And by far the best thing on the show up until that point. Uh, they had to do the title change. And, you know, it looked bad for the Lucha Bros more than once. The big ending was, was amazing. Yeah, and, and they did have to lose. They did have to lose. And I think they knew that. Uh, which was great. And then, of course, what we just mentioned, um, the Casino Battle Royale. Um, it's kind of their signature deal. Dex and all the jazz. Um, didn't, it wasn't the most thrilling 
battle royal. Um, I, I called it though. Yeah, you did. Um, I think it could have been a bit shorter. I mean, it was over sort of 20 minutes long. Um, the Joker obviously gets a big advantage. I think, I think obviously the debut of Ruby Soho is, is, was big. I think her winning was one of the right ways to go. It made for a real sort of feel good moment. Um, this is what their women's division needs though. They needed somebody to jump from the other brand that they're going to talk about the women's division. Yeah. And it's one that people could get behind, you know, they've, they're, They've worked really hard on the women's division, I will say. And I think they've put together a decent roster of it now from the mess that it was, because it was a dumpster fire. But now when you see like Statlander stepping up, they've still got Thunder Rosa, you know, Ruby Soho's there now. I think, you know, Conti is great. I think Red Velvet's great. Jade Cargo is makes me laugh. Um Yeah, I think I think it's good. I mean, Swole looked she looked the best I've seen her for a long time. Um but I just think it was a, a bit a bit long. Thought twenty minutes was a bit long, um, but yeah, it was good. It was good. But I again, I worry for these people because I think the whole plan is to have Baker Rosa too. I'm sure that's what they're building. So where does that put the others? But we'll see. And then, of course, I would say, yeah, uh, the worst match of the night: uh, Jericho versus MJF. I, I. Uh, it was a good wrestling match, but I'm just, I'm over it. I am over it. Uh, the whole feud has gone on too long. Like, they've been feuding since, what, September last year? Like, it's like a year long. No? Um, but yeah, it was... What, what is Jericho gained by winning this? He's yeah. going on tour. Yes. And that's what I didn't understand. Like, they could have done an angle. There's always an angle with loser leaves and they come back. You know, there's always, that's one of history, you know, wrestling history's favorite storylines, you know, is, you know, you've retired or you've been fired and you find a way back. Um, yeah, he didn't need that. He didn't need the win. And I don't know. I'm not sure how much of, of good this whole thing has done for MJF because at the end of it, which is this meant to be, he lost. You know, he's had a high-profile feud over the last several months. Great. But he lost it. And is that good for MJF? I mean, it, does it help? I, I don't know. I think that one was a pull on his personal creative. I always do, because I don't see why they would give MJF the loss. I mean, you know? unless they start moving towards having the pinnacle feud with the Lucha guys, which would be kind of cool. It, would be cool. What are you going to do? Mm. Yeah, I just, I don't think having MJF go down history as the loser of this feud, which is what it's going to be now, was uh, was was particularly and good. But worries me. It's like we we we've pretty much set a few a few feuds in motion here on who's going to be fighting who. But then where does this leave people like MJF? Mm. Who what is he going to do next? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, exactly. It's, it's just a tough one. It was a good match. Don't get me wrong. Like, I don't want to, you know, we're being, you know, we have to be impartial. It was good. I liked MJF using all of Jericho's stuff because he believed he was the better of the two. But then Jericho wins in the end. I just don't think Jericho needs it because he is going off. Like, he's touring now to, what, February? Like, with a few dates here and there, like, off. But he's mainly on tour now. Like, I know he's coming to the UK in New Year. I know Fozzie are here. 
So he's not around. Um, so he didn't need that win. Like, and there's always a way to bring someone back. But we'll see. Then, of course, I think the big one. Punk's first match since January 2014. Um, and I have to say, like, yes, I think the wind got out of Punk a few times. I think he realized that he hadn't had a match in seven years. But I think they put the, to get the match together well because Punk got to stand still a lot, wrestle in little bursts. Allen did most of the heavy lifting and sort of protected Punk from not having his full wind back. Um, the big matches will come with time, obviously, but this was this match was about getting Punk back in the ring, knock off some of the rust, and Darby Allen's work is 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 amazing. See, here's where I throw an opinion that's probably gonna get a couple oh. fans. Oh, 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 oh. CM Punk to me has always been phenomenal on the microphone. Mm-hmm. But when it comes to wrestling, it's bland. You've never been a punk fan. It, it's I, it's not that I'm a fan. I, I love I love his mic work. I love the I love the gimmick and the rebellious attitude and all that stuff. But if you watch one of his matches, it's usually the other guy he's fighting carrying him. Yeah. Yeah. Like, I, I mean, like, yeah. I I understand what you're saying there. I think this one was always going to be a carry. You know, I, again, I don't particularly like, you know, like the MJF and, and Darby Allen. I don't like them eating losses like that. I mean, because Darby Allen, for me, I think, got the biggest potential in a lot of wrestling right now. Like, I would say, like, the kid in 10 years' time, when he's in his full prime, going to be almost unstoppable. Bloody amazing. Um, but, yeah. It, it was good to see Punk back. Was I as hyped as maybe some people were? No, because I don't think, I think a bit like you, I don't think I always got the the Punk thing. Like he could talk his way into a really good match. You know, there's been some, some break-offs. I think the stuff we done with Undertaker was some of the best work I've seen. I, yeah, good to see him back though. But the thing is, is Undertaker's proved it. It could be anybody. And that's what made Undertaker so fucking good, was that you could put Undertaker with the shittiest gimmick like a giant Gonzalez, and he made it work. The only type, he couldn't do anything with Chronic, could he? <laughs> well, let's be honest. Chronic fucking sucks. Oh, God. I still remember that pay-per-view, and he's just in the middle of the ring screaming. He's like, now! <laughs> Telling them, please. Like, for the most part, you know, Vince, Vince always fed him, like, a King Kong Bundy or somebody that wasn't the best. Yeah. But he always sold it and made it work to where you believe that the other guy could actually beat The Undertaker. Look mm. what he did with Giant Gonzalez. He literally made it look like this guy's a giant monster who can put out a supernatural being. Mm. Yep. Yeah, yeah. Even though all he did was just chops. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, it was good to see Punk back. You know, there was some ring rust. It was pretty clear. But I think the setup of the match and Darby Allen pulled it off. I would Where say... Where do they go? Here's another one. Where do they go from here with Punk? Mm, be interesting to see. It's about... I think it's about just getting back into the swing of things. I mean, maybe some stuff with MJF, but can MJF... The thing is, like, do, who do you see Punk losing to? 
You know, this is that that's the thing. If he feuds with CM Punk and he loses to CM Punk, he's really just gonna be down the fucking they're just really on him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Have to say, be interesting. I mean, they they announced that full gear is November. Yeah. Needs to be the guy that looks strong. Yeah. Like it's it'll be interesting to see where Punk loses like on the roster who is going to be the guy to beat punk that's that's the only issue i have with some of it there's a lot of egos there you know seeing jericho going over mjf and punk going over darby allen is um yeah interesting it'll be it'll be interesting we'll see we'll see then um the weirdest placement uh for qt marshall and paul white i thought they got that card placement wrong um ah it was, I don't know, whatever it was. Nothing really to complain about. I kind of get what it was. The Marshall stuff over the last week's been a bit lame. They needed him to come down on. Yeah. That's yeah. Well, yeah, now Paul White can go back to commentary until he's needed again, and Marshall can go back. What is it that Marshall does? Don't really. <laughs> I don't know. We'll see. Whatever happens with QT Marshall, we'll see. I'm not really sure what he does. But whatever. Um, they announced Moxley. Su- right to see AJ Ogogo versus like Mark Henry. Come on. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. Then it was main event time. Um, that there was a lack of drama. They did everything they could to get around the fact that there was lack of drama. No <clears> one <throat> believed that Christian was going to win, and I, I can't believe anyone's going to tell me that they went into this match thinking that Christian was going to win. And that is when I have a problem with some matches. Is you want to believe slightly that someone could win, you know? It's, it's, it's Christian. I, yeah. I've complained numerous times. He's another dude like CM Punk that I just, I don't, I've never seen it. Yeah. He's I've never once said, man, that Christian match was great. Besides the fucking tag matches. The tag ladder matches. I've never seen a single Christian Cage match, a solo one, one v one. But I went, wow, that's a great Christian Cage match. Yeah, no, I can't. I can't remember. So maybe one of the matches with Orton, pretty good. I think when he was in the feud, probably the best because it's Randy Orton. Yeah, like I just uh... see for me, like in this, I think. I think Christian was fine for a one-off challenger, but Kenny Omega's going to need a major challenger soon. One that we think is going to yeah. win. Like, he needs to have a challenger where we think he's about to lose the AEW title because none of his AEW title defenses have I believed he's going to win. So I'm assuming we're, we're, we're done, you know, sucking impact dry now that they, they, they got all these new dudes. Hmm. Well, yeah, because then that's what okay. happened. Then the big, the the big bit then happened because uh, the elite come in, big beat down. Jurassic Express tried to make the save, couldn't. Um, I did like Omega's uh, comment when he was like, "Maybe the people that have a chance to beat me are either not here, already retired, or already dead." And then boom, Adam Cole, baby, made his debut. I'm not this. No. I wasn't expecting it so soon. I thought Cole would take a bit more time off. I can't say I'm surprised he's gone to AEW. I can't. I, I'm, I'm honestly not. I'm not one of these bitter ones because I think WWE would have made an offer and it's apparently come out that they offered him like heel manager on SmackDown or something ridiculous. But 
And the reason I think it's more upset that of WWE is Adam Cole is a big what if. You know, NXT legend will be an NXT Hall of Fame regardless of whatever, wherever he goes. Never debuted on the main roster. So it's a what if. I think it is a loss. I think it is a loss. You know, Adam Cole didn't say anything bad about his meeting with Vince and stuff. Like, um, but I think from an Adam Cole career, I get it. I'm not what? sure I agree with straight away joining the elite. Don't know if that's a good move for him. Like, I honestly don't. I So, contrary, because I've been reading, contrary to what everybody's saying, Vince McMahon and Bruce Pritchard are just the people that get the set, that, that, that pretty much get the rundown of what's going on. The people that are still in charge are Triple H and Regal mm. and Shawn Michaels and Matt Bloom and all them. Yeah, NXT is not changing. All that's changing is the production format. Yeah. Vince wants NXT to be produced more like a third tier show than it was. Yes. Hence, they're the, the new logo and the new this and that. They're not changing anything else. Yeah, no, they're not. And they were quick to shoot that down. But again, it's internet wrestling community and it is, you know, whatever. Um, but then, of course, so Adam Cole come out. Dominant faction is the elite. No one can stop them. Omega went to hit the catchphrase and da-da, there he was. Brian Danielson. Bro, how weird is it seeing him come out to a rap theme, though? I know. I know. Um, yeah. It was good. He come down. Omega run like hell. Um, then Danielson, Christian, and Jurassic Express sort of did the work, getting rid of the rest of the elite. Uh, good guys cleaned house. The yes chance started. I thought they handled the two surprises and the way they debuted. It didn't feel like overkill. They nailed it. Like, I can't say... Um, yeah, great matches, big moments. Pretty historic title change with the Young Bucks losing. They did pretty much everything right, and it was a pretty awesome show. It felt like a pay-per-view, you know, proper. I would, I would have done Jurassic Express, though. I, I would have had them win the tag titles. It needed, no offense to the Lucha Brothers, but it's literally been Lucha Brothers, Bucks, Lucha Brothers, Bucks. Oh, look, FTR's here. We, they got a shot. Back to the Bucks. Like, it, it's been the same teams. I'd love to see what, what the Jurassic Express can do with those. Mm. Yeah, yeah. It'd be good to start seeing some of them come up, but we'll see. Um, Why hasn't Powerful got a run yet? Yeah, that's true. Uh, and then, so then we, we get that at the weekend, and then um, we get Raw. And I'm, I'm going to say it, and it might upset some people, but I thought Raw was okay until any of the women got involved. I thought the women's stuff this week was pointless. I thought it was horrible. You know, the women's tag titles are worthless because the tag champs constantly lose. Like, constantly. Like, what is the point? They, they've not defended it, but they still lose all the time. You're, sir... Don't shit on Tamina. <laughs> they haven't defended the titles on TV 
since May 24th, but they've lost three times to Shotzi at Knox and they lost to Nikki and Rhea last night. But they haven't defended the title since May 24th. What? What even is that? Eva Marie injured her. <laughs> Listen, you leave Eva out of it. Don't know. It was, it's, it's annoying. It, it, the women destroyed this. I thought the Nia Jack Charlotte thing. Okay. I'm not, I, I think it's good that they're finally splitting Nia and Shayna, which is obviously what they started there. But I don't want Alexa Bliss to be the next contender. You know? I, I, I don't know. It, the women set this up. Somebody shaking their fist at you right now, mate. <laughs> <laughs> he is. He is. Um, but the rest of it, like, was good to quite good. Sheamus and McIntyre, I don't remember them ever having a bad match. I like what they're doing with Cross, even though it's quite slow, Road to Redemption. I will give you the credit that Reggie is crazy athletic. Like, oh my God. Like, okay. And I, li I, I like the gauntlet. and It was really long. I liked it. It's far from a disaster, but the women's division is is dying very fast on this show. And Raw's been getting a little tiny, tiny piece better. But the women are killing it pretty bad at the minute. Like, it's not fun watching the women's division right now. It's the storytelling. I, I don't even want to knock the wrestling. The wrestling was far from bad. The storytelling is dragging down everything, especially the storytelling in the women's division at the minute is, is just bad, you know? I, I just... You know, because you had all you had the worthless tag titles, you had the Charlotte match, and then Bliss v Charlotte, Dewdrop v Eva Marie two being set up with only like the Carrion Cross squash to break it up, and none of the women's stuff was good. So Cross being in there, you didn't even notice because I don't think it's terrible the way that he's debuting, he's doing his thing, this slow sort of road to redemption. Uh, I think it'll be good when Scarlett's obviously fit and back with him, but yeah, it was, um, yeah, it wasn't fun. I, I don't know. Raw is, is, is hard work. Yeah, it's, it's hard the, work. It's, this pre, it's the after SummerSlam swamp. Dude, Raw's it, been bad for ages. I wouldn't say it's yeah, after SummerSlam. But. It's notoriously the worst after SummerSlam because they're, they're kicking into Mania mode. In order to kick into Mania mode, they have to somehow keep people busy up until... Survivor Series, get past Survivor Series, get to chugging along to the Royal Rumble, and then start their 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 feud from there. This is like they teeter out at the end here. This is like they they this, they die out when it comes to after SummerSlam. Yeah, we we'll have to see. I have to hope that they do a draft or something. So, yeah, I don't know. Uh, of course, we've got the Super SmackDown coming up this week. Um, there's a, several Raw stars being advertised, but they think it's for the after match, like John Cena's last match, which will be off of off of TV, um, is happening. And Be Becky versus Bianca is happening, but again, they think it'll be dark match main events. Um, but Brock Lesnar will make his SmackDown return. Babyface Brock Lesnar, uh, the Becky Lynch Bianca contract signing, and Seth Rollins versus Edge two. What do you hear no. about the rumors of? Undertaker coming back there. Listen, stop this stupid feud. I'm tired of this Edge and Seth Rollins feud. 
I don't like this Seth Rollins. I don't like it. I don't like this gimmick of him wearing stupid flashy jackets and then laughing like a villain. It's stupid. <laughs> oh, no. Um, and what about Jeff Hardy just now in the 24-7 and Jackson Riker? You think that's them being given up on? What are you going to do? I'm sorry. What are you going to do with Jeff Hardy? Every time you give him a chance, the dude drinks and blows it. Yeah, it's true. Your it's... best de- your best decision is to put him in a 24-7 where at least you can get some cool spots out of him. You got a name recognition. You got name recognition. And if he fucks up, nobody's going to notice. Yeah. Be interesting. Yeah, because, you know, seeing what they were doing with Riker and, and Jeff and, you know, he did beat Kat, like Cross and... But, yeah. Um, seeing them on the 24-7 thing. I don't know. Um, and then, of course, Mick Foley obviously put out a video, I think, was it late last night, saying that, you know, it's it's a big, big problem, which is AEW. I don't know. The WWE will be all right, but... A big problem. We <sighs> still have the likes of Roman Reigns, AJ Styles, Samoa Joe, Finn Balor. I like, think you- the, the problem that AEW are is that they are appearing to be able to attract talent you know at the moment it feels like but they it, can attract few, better the talent more because do you trust wwe with your career right now here's the thing a few months everybody's gonna be AEW is gonna be back down this is literally AEW made some good decisions where do they go from here yeah what they do next is very important after that pay-per-view because they've got a lot more eyes on them now. People, you know, might start picking a few more holes, but it'd be interesting. It'd be interesting to see. Um, but yeah, it was, I don't know. Raw, Raw was terrible. I, I, I don't know. WCW had Hogan Hole and Nash, and then after a year, that teetered out. Yeah, yeah. They gave a thank you, Hall and Nash, to the... Uh, the tribute to the outsiders that Kofi Kingston and Xavier Woods, because they wore some outsiders stuff, um, and they were paying tribute to Paul and Nash, and Nash said thank you to Kofi on Twitter. Um, they were wearing some outsiders themed clothes, uh, which was always good to see. Um, but yeah, he got a big thank you. So yeah, it's interesting. I mean, do WWE? worry now do you think a bit about AEW, or do you think they're still chill with it i think they'll be okay like they're they're fine there's always opportunities to hire newer people and the thing is like people are forgetting like how good smackdown is like you're not not going to find someone to say that smackdown is a bad show right now they were really doing anything with with daniel bryan or you know cm punk was actually wrestling for what was their main blow? Adam Cole. Yeah, Adam Cole is because it's a big what if. What if? Um, yeah. But like, the, it's not like the other two were doing anything where you know WWE is like, oh man, this really fucks this up. Mm, yeah, yeah, exactly. I, what gets me is that they get SmackDown so right. You know, I thought the end of SmackDown, like, or do you think that? Flicker was. You think that's Demon Finn? You oh. think it's Taker Back? You think it's Lesnar? 
it's because Paul Heyman has right he he has <laughs> the creative reins over there. He's Paul able Heyman has Brock Lesnar's ringtone. <laughs> For when Brock Lesnar rings. <laughs> he has his theme, which I loved. Oh, that segment made me laugh. Oh my god. No, has no, their ringer on. My phone's like on silent all the time. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Actually, my ringtone is actually Bobby Roode's glorious theme when it's turned on. I do actually have glorious as my ringtone. <laughs> but yeah, um, interesting. So, it's been it's been fun though. Do you think that the end of SmackDown? What do you think is going on there? I think it's Taker. You think that red light was Undertaker? I don't know, because isn't he meant to be on SmackDown? Like, saying hello? I don't know. Maybe it's probably Demon Finn, isn't it? It keeps, it keeps Roman busy. You know? It keeps Roman busy. Sure. Unless, you know, The Fiend is back. You never say never. It's wrestling, in it? But I think it's Demon Finn. I mean, it could be Fiend. Like, I don't know. Be interesting to see. I think it's Demon Finn, though. Or it if could just be Lesnar no. messing with him, but... If you're going to go like the theme lore and everything, it would make sense because Roman Reigns, you know, took the title and screwed him out last. I mean, if they've re-signed him, I mean, he's been pretty quiet, but we'll see. I think it's Demon Finn, though. I do think it's Demon. You know, you never know. Look at Samoa Joe. He was off for a few weeks and they hired him back. And with everything AEW had done, do WWE need something to show that they're still competitive because how it looks at the minute is they clearly offered daniel bryan especially like a deal that no one gets offered in WWE. like he could work with outside places um <laughs> and they still said no and adam cole i'm guessing would have been thrown a lot of money and they still said no like i think they do need to do something to show that they're still serious because i would agree with mick foley is that at the minute you feel like AEW has the advantage on signing anyone. Like, you just feel like people are more keen to go there, which I've seen before. Now, this is where the old paranoid part of me comes in. I saw this with WCW. Everybody thought the grass was greener. TNA, when it first came about, everybody thought the grass was greener, and then everybody turned up there. Everybody wanted their own shtick, and everybody lost control. I don't think the Khans will let that happen. I don't. I think the Khans are very different people than, or Dixie Carter, for example, and Ted Turner. They're very, very different people. They're incredibly rich people. But wrestlers' egos that, are fucking hard work. I think the other way around. Khan, to me, reminds me of Ted Turner. He's a, he's a fucking wrestling fan at heart. And because he's a wrestling fan at heart, he's going to throw his money because he's a fanboy who wants to see his fucking idols. Yeah. 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 What happened for Turner? That's why WCW was able to stay afloat for as long as it was. It was because Ted Turner, as a boy, grew up as a wrestling fan. And because he grew up as a wrestling fan, and he wanted his own wrestling company, he just kept throwing the money and saying, oh, man, we're down, we're down $2 million? Just take the two million off of me. But then once he got a divorce and AOL bought him out, he couldn't do that anymore. And that's why WCW failed. Mm, yeah, it's true. Yeah. It, 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 to me, it's the same thing. Tony Khan is too big of a wrestling fan that he keeps hiring the dudes that he's seen growing up. Yeah. 
you know, he's a Sting fan, so he hired Sting. Mm. Yeah, true. True. Um, yeah. Uh, what do you think of the Creed brothers uh, replacing everyone in Diamond Mine on NXT? That's what I wrote down here to bring you up. Like, it's the Creed brothers now with uh, um, Roderick Strong. If you know, I don't know if you watched NXT this week, but yeah, Tyler Rust was fired, was replaced in Diamond Mine by the Creed brothers. Um, I, NXT is clearly in a, you know, a rebuild. Um, I think last week that I watched was very much showed that. They are. Yeah, no, they're good. No, I, I think it, it looks looks a better group with them in. I'm not going to lie, um, but we'll see. Uh, it, it's got a lot of work to do, though, NXT. I mean, it was solid. No, and... I'm like, giving you a question here. Who are the Creed brothers? You don't know who the Creed brothers are. They debuted no. on NXT. Right, let me give you some history. Are you sitting down? <laughs> sure. <laughs> um, they are... Julius and Brutus Creed. Okay. Where did they come from? I don't know. NXT. No, the NCAAs. Um, they're oh, athletes. I... They're like Olympic trials and in oh. Greco and freestyle. I mean, it makes sense then. Yes. They're like, they're like proper. They're the ones that they said they're going to step away from the indies and start to look at. Like they signed Gable Stevenson, didn't they, this week too. These two guys are like proper national champions you know um olympic trials and stuff so yeah these are very much what they said nxt was going to be now like raw non-entertaining wrestlers probably you know so yeah i think they were known before i want to say casper brothers i think i think that was who they used to be uh, they signed in um, the they they joined the performance center in the ones where they got Frankie Monet and LA Knight, you know, in that burst oh. when they signed them. Zoe Stark, I think it was Parker Bordeaux. They were all part of that lot, you know. Okay. Yeah, they were all part of that February February group when they joined, um, which is quite a group. When you actually go through the names in that, you know, there's quite some names on there, but we'll see. Yeah, they look good though. But yeah, they're definitely the new style of what they want to be known and for NXT now. Um, but yeah, they're down as the creeper. I'm sure they were called the Casper Brothers before. Anyway. We'll have to see. But yeah, it, it'd be interesting. NXT is definitely a work in progress. Right, let's go back in time. We've got a couple of reviews to go through. So you can go first this week because mine last um, week sucked. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Here's, here's our buddy Ventura kicking us off, and boom. Okay. <laughs> right, which one did you have? I had SummerSlam 2007. Right, talk to me. Biggest party of the summer. This was... Yeah. Um... Um, it was interesting. It's right after the Chris Benoit stuff. Yeah. Wasn't long Why? after that at all, was it? No, it was about two months after. Jeez. Did that happen? I'm gonna say in June. So this was about two months after. Hold on, let me look here. Because then there was Great American Bass Night of Champions is where it happened. Yeah. So it was like two months. So wow. this was like right before well, 
right before everybody's suspension went through because of the investigation. Right. Okay. This so is, there, uh, yeah. Of people that you'll see on, like you seen on this show, that just kind of disappeared after the show. <laughs> so, uh, all right, let's bring up the card here. Yeah. Hold on. So I got the first one. It was Kane versus Finley that opened. Yes. Up. Okay. Um, I don't know. <laughs> well, no. First match is first match is Lance Kane and Trevor Murdoch. Versus oh, I love Kane and Murdoch, and man. Kendrick in London. I loved Kane and Murdoch. Honestly, I really did. Um, yeah, they were very uh, underrated for me. NWA champion Murdoch. Yeah, he is. He is. He is indeed. Um, but yeah. Lance Kane and Murdoch were a very, very underrated tag team. To be fair, so were London and Kendrick. They actually worked quite well together as a tag team. Um, yeah, they actually they won their title, didn't they? They were tag champs at some points. They both were. Yeah. They, 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 they won them. Yeah. But uh, Kane and Murdoch, I think, got the win on that one. Um, yeah. And then Kane it opened. And... Kane and Finley. Uh, I don't know. I... I... It's Kane. I, again, it's somebody that was always a good gimmick, but wrestling-wise, I was like, yeah, that Kane man. And, yeah, and the thing with Finley as well, he'd get that weapon in the ribs on the opponent and try and win. You know, it was, I don't know. I like both, but, yeah, this is just keep them busy, isn't it? That is the a match to keep match, them busy. All right, so the next match made me want to pop in my PlayStation 2 and start playing old SmackDown versus Raws because this is legit. The, this is legit what it was made of. Umaga <laughs> versus Carlito versus Kennedy. Amazing. Umaga, man. Umaga was amazing. Absolutely all three, amazing. All three of them were amazing. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, and Umaga, though, I think, as I say, Umaga for me was. What a waste. Like he was he was hot at some points, you know. He was he was super hot. He got into that gimmick so well. Um But yeah, and Umaga retained. He was intercontinental champ going into it, wasn't he? I think. Yeah, I want to say he was. Yeah, and he retained. Yeah. Um and then of course an old classic, Rey Mysterio against Ooh Chavo. Um it was this was Mysterio's big return, wasn't it, since he hurt his knee. I think this was the SummerSlam that he come back, wasn't it? This match. Back as the Silver Surfer. Silver Surfer, yes. Again, you always get a good match with Mysterio, though, don't you? Like this match was solid. Like there's not many bad Rey Mysterio matches. Like I think I don't know if he gets as much credit as maybe he should. Like I've always said back at the time that he only become champ because of the Eddie thing. I, I don't think it was because he was amazing. Um, and you know, I know a lot of people will hate me for that. I, I said, I said it at the time. He's only getting it because of that, but you don't get a bad match with Rey Mysterio. Like he is a good worker and same as Chavo, like to be fair, Chavo, we love. Um, and then there was the, the women's number one contender battle Royale. Love a battle Royale. Um, it was interpromotional. I think who was in it? Let's have a look here. So we got Beth Phoenix, Melina, Mickey James, Gillian Hall, Maria from Raw, Michelle McCall, Tori Wilson, Crystal Marshall. Do you remember her? God damn. And Victoria from SmackDown. And then Kelly Kelly, Layla, and Brooke. 
all from ECW. Um, yeah, Crystal was great. <clears throat> Crystal was great. Um, yeah, she was in TNA for a bit, weren't she? She debuted as she was like cheering on Bobby Lashley, I think, in in again in Samoa Joe match. Um, I think. <laughs> I want to say I'm sure she was in TNA after she left here, oh, but yeah. She's a good gal. But uh, I think who got picked up the win for this one? Beth Phoenix. Love Beth. I still feel sorry for Beth Phoenix. She was she was a really good wrestler in a really difficult division at the time, you know? We're a bit wasted. If she had been around now, Beth Phoenix would have had an even better career. You know, I think. Uh, ECW title up for grabs. Chad, this is John Morrison. Yeah, the ECW champ, John Morrison. <laughs> ever coming out of John Morrison. Amazing. Before the Nitro. <laughs> uh, taking on CM Punk. Oh, my goodness. Yeah. Um, the, I don't really want to talk about the WWE version of ECW. Um, but Morrison did retain at the time, which is quite big. He pushed that title quite hard, actually. And then... Um, Three, they say it was like three main events. Triple H um, returning Triple H, taking on King King Booker um, was the first. It's good to see Triple H back. Solid match. Triple H picked up the victory to have the feel-good moment. Um, and then the World Heavyweight Championship was up for grabs. Great Cully taking on Batista. <laughs> the, oh. uh, yes. Promos leading up to this. He crushed the basketball with his hand. Because <laughs> he was trying to demonstrate how deadly the, the, the head vice thing that he did was. Yeah. Didn't he, um, Batista won, didn't he? By, like, on purpose. Didn't he hit him with a chair? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Um, then Carly, like, tried to hit him with a, like, chair and he's to hit him with a spear yeah i remember that. yeah he, re he retained by cheating and then of course the main event john cena randy orton which was like the go-to main event um yeah go-to main event during this period i'm not gonna lie it was pretty much what it was rko kick out fu it's what it was called at that point it was aa um yeah it was it was good i, I you know it's a solid pay-per-view solid card it's just that it was a weird time of wrestling during this period you know like didn't that austin was on it like mocking mvp at some point as well wasn't it like i think at some point was it after the the women's thing i think austin come out and mocked him by doing warm-up exercises with mvp it does before a match and then hit him with a stun i'm sure that was that that pay-per-view yeah <laughs> I try to forget this whole I'm better than you <laughs> Matt Hardy MVP Oh, that just went on and on and on They were just trying to be who could be better by playing basketball And who could drink beer better and Austin come out <laughs> He came out and they did the they, they did the Saturday Night's main event before this where it was a beer drinking for a boxing competition and Matt Hardy got beat by Evander Holyfield Jesus. Oh my gosh. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. 
and he had a substitution. Wow. Oh. And then, um, so I had WrestleMania 19, uh, which I actually really enjoyed. I'm not going to lie. I, I, I did enjoy it. Um, it started with Sunday Night Heat, which was what? With Chief Morley and Lance Storm with the Dudley boys in their corner, taking on Kane and Rob Van Dam for the World Tag Team Championships. Dudley's basically won the match for Storm and Morley to retain. Um, they hit him with the 3D. Uh, no, Dudley's hit the 3D on Storm. And then Bubba dropped an elbow on RVD and Storm pinned RVD. It was a bit confusing um, as the whole Chief Morley thing was. Chief Morley, man. Do you remember? <laughs> He's Malvinas. Chief Morley was horrible. Um, Ashanti sung a beautiful version of America is the Beautiful, by the way, for WrestleMania 19. I have to props to her. Um, it was great. Um, started off Rey Mysterio facing Matt Hardy for the Cruiserweight Championship. Really good back and forth. Um, it was really, really good. There was the ending was great. It was like a six one nine, I think is what he wanted. But he delivered a West Coast pop. Hardy ducked into a roll up, and then Hardy used the ropes for leverage, pinned Mysterio. It was it was good. It was like twist of fate into six one nine into West Coast pop, ducked into a roll up, and then he used the ropes. It was really good. I actually really liked it. I don't normally like roll up endings, but it was a good way, especially the way Hardy was at the time, um, and he was cruiserweight champion. Uh, in that. And then, of course, <laughs> whatever this mess was, it was meant to be Big Show and A-Train taking on Undertaker and Nathan Jones. Now, wasn't there some nonsense that Nathan Jones couldn't come out? And there's a reason why it wasn't, like, for story. It was... I can't remember what it was. Like, the he basically got fired. Our, the story was on Sunday night. He, his wallet got stolen by the FBI. And then they beat him up in the bathroom. But wasn't he like fired? Didn't they fire him at this? No, like, he after this. Was still there. I'm he sure. Was still yeah, I thought he left he, soon after this. But he basically become a handicap match, and then, yeah. and then at the end, Jones come down and like attack Big Show. Uh, like yeah, he was in the in the in the in the uh, the walkway. It was just weird. Like I don't under I didn't understand what was happening. With with Jones, he was there up until Survivor Series because he was on uh, Team Lesnar where they did the whole... Ah, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. A bunch of big meathead dudes. But yeah, it was um, it was weird. But Undertaker, basically, he got the win, remained undefeated, but not one of his greatest WrestleMania streak matches. I don't think it will go down. Um, then there was a really good triple threat. I forget how good this was. Victoria, Jazz, and Trish... Um, was really good. Um, Steve Richards was in Victoria's corner. He would intervene a few times. Um, Richards come in with a steel chair, tried to hit Trish. Uh, he missed. And then the satisfaction on him. And then uh, I think it was Victoria that then counted the chick kick. Uh, yeah. And one, no, no. Trish retained with the chick kick on Victoria when Jazz got thrown out. Uh, but she hit the satisfaction on Stevie Richards before that. So that was. That was good. It was a good match, though. Jazz, I forget how good Jazz is. Jazz was great, you know? Yeah. She was great. Like, I don't think I give enough credit on how much I enjoyed watching Traz. Um, then again, triple threat action carried on. Tag Team Championships. Uh, team Angle. Let's go. Uh, Los Guerreros, uh, Chavo and Eddie Guerrero, and Rhino and Benoit. Um, 
it was a good match. Again, six really talented boys. Rhino hit the gore on Chavo, but uh, Shelton Benjamin had tagged himself in and then pinned Chavo to, to sneak the win for Team Angle. But it was good. It was, it was solid. Um, and then, of course, the big Jericho-Shawn Michaels match, which was awesome. It was awesome. Um, I have to say, it was, it was a really, really good match. Um, most of the match was Jericho. I think it was just coming into that point. <laughs> um, it was good that Michael's counted a roll up. Michael's got the win. And then after the match was the famous Jericho offered to shake Michael's hand, hugged, and then pow, smashed Michael's with a low blow, which was just, I even remember back in the day, I was furious. I was like, what the hell is this? Um, and then of course, one of my favorites, the fatal four-way pillow fight. <laughs> Stacey Keebler, Tori Wilson. I can't remember the other two women's. I think one of them was Katana Baker. I couldn't tell you who the fourth woman was, uh, but they ended up pulling down Jonathan Coachman's pants and pinning him. It's like the little fight girls or whatever. Yeah, it was something. It was a no contest. It was like a four-way pillow fight, but Coachman basically got his pants pulled down and pinned <laughs> by all four women, which is just it's such a Coachman thing to do. Um, right. Then for me, one of the biggest mess ups in booking ever triple h oh, versus booker t now i i remember at the time and i've always been furious at this booker t had to win this why they did not go with booker t winning this at the time i still to this day do not understand the story had been really the build-up had been quite wrong towards booker t it pushed Maybe some avenues that they didn't want to. Triple H did not need this win. At the time, Booker T was in a place where this win would have given them more of Booker T. I, I still can't get to my head why Triple H won. Don't understand it. Um, and I never will. I think this is one of the biggest injustices of all of wrestling. Booker T should have won that match. 100%. I like the Harlem hangover leg drop. The book, but, and then he grasped his knees in pain because he, he did it. And uh, it was just, it was horrible. Um, yeah, rant over. I still, I can't believe it. Then there was a street fight, Hulk Hogan, Mr. McMahon, um, which, you know, Rowdy Piper interfered to try and help Mr. McMahon hit him with a pipe, I think it was. Um, yeah, Hogan got the win, which he was always going to. So, yeah. And then the Rock Austin. This is the final match, wasn't it? This was the third one. Um, heel Rock, when he, when he put the tour on, when he put Austin's vest on, <laughs> started <laughs> imitating Austin, was just amazing. Um, rock what? hit him with like three rock bottoms as well. It was great. Um, yeah. Did you documentary on this mania? Uh, no. Is there a documentary? Yeah, there's a documentary called, like, The Mania of Manias, where they basically did, the like, leading up to this and everything. And, like, Stone Cold Steve Austin the night before was, like, in the hospital. He thought he was having a heart attack because he, he was so, like, he had such a panic attack that he downed, like, eight energy drinks and his heart just was going crazy. Wow, only eight. Jesus needs to come out with like, me. Like he went, he, he, his heart went 
bonkers. Like he just chugged them. Apparently, he chugged them all down and like. Because this was his end, but nobody knew this was going to be his last match, it? And this is the one where at the end, Rock's talking to him and he pushes Hebner away, and Rock's yeah. whispering to him and stuff. I thought that was such a nice touch. Um, end of an era that match, and the beginning of another. Because Lesnar then uh, and Kurt were the was the main event. Great match, the best botched shooting star press I think I've ever seen. Knocked himself stupid, Brock Lesnar. Like, and you can. You see it now, like you look after, like Brock Lesnar does not know what time it is. He doesn't know where he is. Like he just messed up so bad. <laughs> Still managed to get the win, even with serious concussion. Um, yeah, and it was the next night, I think on the SmackDown after, she said that Kurt Angle pulled his hamstring and did his neck. And then Lesnar had suffered multiple concussions and there would be like a number one contenders thing. And I think, I think it was Cena that won, weren't it? I think it was Cena um, at, for Backlash. Yeah, I think it was. Um, yeah, maybe the yeah. FU. I, he said that yeah. he got out of the F5 with an FU. There you go. Um, I would say, yeah, Brock Lesnar Kurt Angle was easily the best match of the night. Rock Austin was a very close second. As much as the finish will still forever be frowned upon by me. Triple H, Booker T was a good match, but the finish was fucking... Uh, the worst was obviously watching Vince McMahon and Hulk Hogan. Nobody wants to see that. Um, but it was good. It was good. It would definitely be in one of the ones remembered, I think. It covered all the bases of what WrestleMania needs to be. Um, but just they, they wasted the opportunity of Booker T there, and I'm still going to say that. They absolutely wasted Booker T. Listen, say what you want about Vince McMahon. Whenever he has a mania match, he goes all out and does bumps that not even you'd want to take. True. True. Um, so we did actually have a request. Oh, boy. <laughs> yeah, I don't think you're going to hate it. Okay, it's King of the Ring, 1999. The one with Vince and Shane taking on oh, Steve Austin in the Linda Ladder match. Okay, so it's the one with the briefcase. Yeah. So Interesting. that is the request. So let me run through the, the, the card a little bit. So the quarterfinal matches was X-Pac against Hardcore Holly, Kane versus Big okay. Show, Billy Gunn versus Ken Shamrock, and Road Dogg versus China. Um, then there was tag team number one contenders of Hardy Boys against The Brood. Um, and then obviously most King of the Ring. The main event was uh, obviously Vince McMahon and Shane versus Steve Austin, but also Undertaker against The Rock for the WWF Championship. So yeah, King of the Ring 1999, which I didn't think you would hate. I didn't think you would be against that, which is why I brought it to you. So it's actually not a bad. And um, yeah, so you get to see, get to see that the one with the dodgy briefcase. <laughs> okay so you got that down in north carolina right before we go 101 what would be what would we segment would we need to bring back for the first episode of the next stage idiot the idiot oh. of the week what you got geo and you agreed with me yes on. yes so unfortunately didn't really get the touch on it because i didn't want to bring the mood down we lost daphne this week. 
We did lose them. Very sad. You know, originally, I was going to say, in the week is all you fans keep fucking sharing the, the, the suicide. Yes, stop sharing it. I, I, I tweeted yeah. as well, like, just stop. WWE said, hey, if anybody's going through anything, whether you're on our roster or not, we got you. We'll, 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 we'll offer some fucking grief counseling, some help. Yep. Not the right time, Carl Anderson. Bitter about the WWE and start popping your mouth off. Yeah. Like, I just don't know what he was thinking. He must have been drunk. He must have been drunk. Because I, 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 I normally don't get involved in these things. Like, I, you know, Idiot of the Week, I, I leave to you. But someone had to have... He has to have been drunk. His tweets was ridiculous. Like, he just launched into nonsense. Like, I think he's deleted quite a lot of it. Oh, he put out as well, didn't he? Must be a slow wrestling news night. And you're like, dude, what are you, what are you doing? You know, like, shut up. <laughs> like, I think someone even messaged, like, Machine Gun, supporting you, brother, but think twice before tweeting. <laughs> like, ah. Uh... There's a time to be fucking petty and take your shots. And this yeah. isn't... Yeah. He literally, and then he, I think he tweeted as well, didn't he? What happened to the Wednesday Night Wars? Fuck, they gave up quick. I just like, come on, bruh. He, he literally called out everyone that replied to him to tell him to shut up. And he was like, can't wait to see you in person. Like, he's a grown man using suicide for some shits and giggles digs at fucking WWE. You know, like, come on, bruh. I don't know. I don't know. Yeah, it was, it was horrible. Like, it was horrible. Uh, uh, yeah, I'm just scrolling through it now. He's still there. Just ridiculous. The whole thing, ridiculous. Marks are so fucking stupid. Grow up. Just realize you're watching the greatest wrestlers live walk into the ring. Fuck. That's why I deny you fucking idiots picks in the hotels when you camp out like assholes. Fist bump. Thanks for the support. Like, dude, what are you saying? Uh, someone woke up with a hangover and looked at his Twitter and gone, oh, shit. But then, like, what's stupid is he did all that. And then, like, the day before... He put like the National Suicide Prevention Hotline number up and you're like, come on, man. Like, it's just not the time. Big idiot. That's going to be some big shoes to fill. Big shoes because, man, can't help themselves, can they? Sometimes these wrestlers, they just can't help. Them. But anyway, yeah. congratulations, Carl Anderson. 101 man stepped up for us. <laughs> the man stepped up. Right. Here's to the next 99, then. We're back into the swing of things. Geo's got King of the Ring night. I was expecting someone to throw a troll pay-per-view out, but they didn't. They didn't. Um, again, big thank you to everyone that listens, that supported us over this last 100. Check out your Nova. Uh, check out our past episodes, because we both listened to, like, our old ones, and, damn, we talk some shit in it sometimes. So we appreciate everyone that's stayed with oh. us. <laughs> and, uh, yeah. I did. Real quick, I did talk to you last week, and I said, mate, our first ever show we did together, we were telling that CF Punk might be coming back to the WWE because he yeah. joined the Fox backstage. Yep. That was the first one we did together, that Punk joined Fox backstage, and now we watched him this Saturday. 
100 episodes later, wrestling Darby Allen in AEW. Amazing. Amazing. And on that bombshell, don't be an idiot because Giro will find you. And uh, we'll see you next week. See you, man.